up all you freaks, geeks, and cinemaniacs. From the heart of Hollyweird, California, at the epicenter of all things eerie and awesome, it's time for Charles Band's Full Moon Freak Show. Welcome, everybody, to the Full Moon Freak Show. This is episode number one. It's finally here. I'm Charlie Ban, and if you're the kind of person who loves weird, freaky horror movies loaded with blood, beasts, boogeyman, and babes, well, number one, shame on you. And number two, you've come to the right place. We're a full-service podcast, and we've even got a video edition of every episode that you can watch on the Full Moon Features app and our Amazon streaming channel. Plus, you can find us on all the socials. Well, all of them except OnlyFans. But don't worry, we even got that covered, because later on this very show, we have the smoking hot actress, influencer, and OnlyFans artiste, Dare Taylor, and we are going to get into it. So now do you get why you might want to see the video version? Anyway, speaking of getting into it, we really need to get right into this show, because I am beyond excited <laughs> to have, as my first podcast guest on planet Earth, the Truly amazing, John Carpenter. John, thank you. Charlie, good to be here. I'm happy to be here. I'm, I, I can't begin to tell you. I We have a lot of guests. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm sort of now a total convert. Okay, now mm -hmm. I want to do these podcasts because we're doing something unique, podcast, vidcast sort of thing. But when I reached down, I thought, who of everyone that I could call and I work with would I first like to have this experience with? It was you. I really, Thank and I you. called you, and Thanks. I know you don't do this too often, so I appreciate that you came out of your lair. <laughs> yeah, my cave. I want to say one thing to you, Charlie, right away. You gave me my first job in the movie business. No. As an, really? Yeah, I, I did, you did. As an editor. Okay. I learned how to edit 35-millimeter film in, working on your movie. Really? Oh, boy, yeah. And it mm. was quite an experience. <laughs> I got a whole lot of uh, memories from that time. Well, let me ask you this, and we have to talk about what the film was, which I buried for 47 years almost. But you were shooting Dark Star at that time uh -huh. on yeah. weekends or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that was 16? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you had the familiarity. It was 16 millimeter, oh, sure. but okay, but 35 35 was, I didn't know anything about. You, you hit the big time. <laughs> and boy, I was there. Had an editing room down on, uh, wait, Wait, Highland? I think. I honestly, yeah. I have a bizarre memory of convenience and some things because yeah. Foxtrot for me was not a good experience. I don't understand why. Okay, so tell me because I have no memory because I uh -huh. erased my memory other than just hanging with you or having dinner or coffee or uh -huh. lunch. How did you come into this fold? How did that happen? A friend of mine said, well, they're looking for an editor. And I, I just sort of <laughs> said, well, okay, here I am. And you hired me. And you put me in an editing room, really? and wow. off I went, and, uh, oh, yeah. And you know that your DP at the time, now this was the first shoot. It wasn't the second. You had two shoots. Okay. He came, he decided he's going to direct the cutting. Uh, oh, yes, no he was. Oh, yes, he was. So God. he showed up in the editing room. I just ignored him. I kept working. <laughs> he finally went away. But uh, So somehow we connected through a friend, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. And you're in an editing room editing this yeah. ridiculous movie. Now, what did you think? You must have thought, this thing sucks. I mean, you must have thought that because, come on. Well, it, it <laughs> come on, John. <laughs> it was pretty, the jokes uh, they had this girl saying were pretty corny. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Lord. Yes. Lord God. Terrible. 
terrible. And but uh, it's kind of old burlesque type jokes. Well, Frankie, the writer, oh, yeah, the yeah. sweetest man who passed away recently at the age of ninety-two, you know, he was Lenny Bruce's partner. Yeah. He did burlesque, you know, Chicago. He he was such a funny guy, but the humor was very antiquated and and it did not work in this sort of format. And I'm trying to think of what was good about it. Nothing. Okay. So, so Charlie, yes. you've had an amazing career. Let's talk about it a little bit. When did you decide <laughs> to, to get into the the low budget? Uh, uh, what do you call? What was it? Uh, uh, yeah, low budget horror, sci-fi. When did you decide to? Spew out all these movies. I just kept spewing, too. It's, it's what I know how to do. I just wanted to start making movies. And, you know, the next year I made Mansion of the Doom. Then this yeah. time I was like, okay, I've got to do It's too bad you didn't edit it. By then you no, were probably no, off, I know and, you didn't want off to and running. Me then. But, um, what? You what? didn't want to talk oh, to me. Oh, maybe because you were involved with Fox. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> no, Ma suddenly Mansion, I had Richard Basehart, Academy Award winner, yeah. Gloria Graham, Lance Hendrickson's first movie, Stan Winston was my effects guy. Yeah. You know, we had this amazing, and, and I was very proud of the movie, and I just haven't stopped. Yeah. But turning this around, okay, so now when you do a podcast, I'll be your guest, and then you can ask me all this stuff. Oh, okay. the, you're the interest, the most interesting human being not, in not, Hollywood. No, no, not true. You've been, uh, ever since you arrived here, you've been an entrepreneur That's that true. people can look up to. Well, Come on, man. You're self-made. I think I've just outlived a lot of them. That's all. No, right. no, That's no. Right. You're self-made, and That's off true. you went. And I don't know how you did it, really. I don't know how you raised the money and made the movies and kept going. I did. And even yeah. in, in disastrous times. Disastrous, yes. There were those But two. you keep coming back. It's well, amazing. Let's go back to Dark Star because <laughs> we, have some, we have some really interesting moments in our life that have kind of intersected. Uh, like when I shot Tourist Trap and you were shooting Halloween at the exact same time. The distributor, oh, Erwin Yablon's oh, Compass, yeah. who was both of our distributors. He, that's, did he distribute your uh, yeah, Tourist Trap? Yeah, yeah, and, oh, and a wow. few others. But that's some years later. Let's go back yeah. to Dark Star yeah, because yeah. it all began with that very clever movie. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, that was, right. You made that with spit and glue in, in, on weekends. It started as a student film at USC. And oh, I didn't it know. grew out of there and became a feature. And... Uh, I worked with Dan O'Bannon. He was my partner at the time. We right. worked. He, we worked it over the years, and uh, finally sold it to Jack H. Harris. Oh, to Jack Harris! Oh, I boy. knew him well too. Oh. What a character! Did you know Harris? I did. Mm -hmm. Really? I did because I started the first independent home video company a few years later uh -huh. called Media Home Entertainment. Right. And I licensed movies from everyone, including Jack Harris, The Blob, the whole thing. Did you? Wow! Wow! Okay, so yeah. you like you made a deal with. Jack Harris for yeah, well, God, <laughs> that's a good what deal. A pirate he was. <laughs> they, they all were. I know. They all every were. single one. And but I don't think that's really changed, Charlie. It hasn't changed no. a whole lot. No. They're all still pirates. They are. Uh, they are. Well, the system is stacked against the independent guy who wants a fair share. You got to know that whatever advance you get's the last money. You're that's it. Gonna You're never going to see another. That dime. is it. Then the accountants come in. You can't read them. In Universal, they. Uh, they they put interest on top of what you spent every day. Right, it's true. You can never. Uh, well, you you know I mean I've made an endless amount of small movies, so that's my world. You have made some amazing big movies with bigger budgets. I mean, look, I love some of your movies. I got to tell you that some of the best times I've ever had with my at that time younger children was watching uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion, in the genre. No, that's nice. It's a Thanks. fucking great movie. I mean, you know, Escape from New York, awesome. The Fog. I went to the theater every time. I'll go. I always 
if I was with my wife or maybe my second wife or whatever, it'd be like, I, I really know this guy. He edited Last Foster on Burbank. It's like, what? And it's once in a while, I now, in, not in recent years, maybe the last 10 years, internet, I would say that to someone and they call and they go, no, the guy who edited is John T. Chance at the last <laughs> five in Burbank. Yes, he and did. And you were smart back then. You put in another name. But you it. know where John T. Chance comes from? Mm -mm. Oh. It's the character in Rio Bravo that John Wayne played. That's John oh. T. Chance. He's the sheriff of Rio Bravo. Damn. And um, I used it on Assault on Precinct 13 because... That was what my I was inspired by. Oh, you use that name too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. As you're directing? No, uh, no, as the editor. As the editor. Editor again. He's worked twice in the business. <laughs> wait, wait. Foxtrot and Assault on Precinct. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> his resume. His career was over. Early. It was done. <laughs> was That's finished. Crazy. All right. You, so then you, I, yeah. knew, I met. I went to talk to you about making movies with you. Uh, back in oh god, when was that? In the eighties, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, really? You were in uh, you were at that dental school in Hollywood. Do you recall that? A dental school, really? Yeah, the Empire. When you were you were had created. Yeah, but Empire. that was on La Brea. Was that's a, correct? But, but that wasn't a, that was a free that was our building basically. Yeah, that, that wasn't the dental school. That was it. You told me it was. Maybe it was formerly or That's something. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. It wasn't. Okay, yeah, yeah. It wasn't oh, well, well, you had it. No. So why didn't we do stuff? I, well, I don't know. I just didn't work out. Is it too late? Huh? Is it too late? You want to make some of these movies? <laughs> they're, they're, they're too much fun. Oh, well, yeah, but I can't make a low-budget movie anymore. That's true. I'm too, too fast. You have to move too fast. It's hot tough. <laughs> well, maybe. All right, I'm going to go back to the 70s. All right, so then okay, Dark Star, and then how did, how did that... Because an assault on Precinct 13, then was it Halloween after that? Yeah. You, oh, no, no. Uh, no. Well, and I did a TV, a TV movie, movie, and then I did uh, a Halloween. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So here's how our paths intersected during the Halloween days. So we were both distributed by the, <laughs> I don't know how to characterize them. Oh, go ahead and try. The, the, the um, really um, sort of full of good, strange energy, street smart kind of. I don't know. I, I want to be kind because I like Irwin. Anyway, Irwin was uh, owned a company called Compass International, I think it was. And I'm not sure if I knew you were with Irwin because I licensed some movies for my little home video company, which included Assault on Precinct 13. But all of a sudden, I'm aware that you are involved with Irwin and he's going to help fund or he's going to make a movie with you. Because mm -hmm. uh, he mentioned it to me, because you must have told him of our relationship. He says, "Hey, I got a friend of yours, Charlie." And I'm, I said, "Okay." And I, uh, John Carr, oh, really, John? Okay. And, and I and I was about to make Tourist Trap. And what was funny, of course, this is a bizarre memory, is that Irwin tells me, "Yeah," and I, I think John's film's around three hundred grand, and you're more expensive. Yours like four hundred grand. Now Irwin didn't fund my movie. He gave me a contribution, then I got some money from a foreign distributor. Right, I mean, I, right, right, right. I pieced it together, right. but nonetheless, he was part of it. And did I he said, distribute your movie? He did. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He just within the same year. Okay. But that's my story. So he goes, he goes, um, yeah, John's making this movie, and and I said, well, what is it called? He said, it's called the Babysitter Murders. Yeah. And I yeah. said, oh, that's yeah, not yeah. a great title. He says, yeah, we got to do something about that. So he said, 300 grand, 400 grand. And I said, well, who's in John's movie? He said, well, there's a daughter of some actor. He didn't even know the name. There was no star. He said, well, you got Chuck Connors. I had Chuck Connors in the huh? movie. Okay. So I thought, well, I've got by far the superior, <laughs> <laughs> the superior movie here, right? <laughs> Chuck Connors. 
And then, I don't know if you remember this, so we're shooting <laughs> literally at the same time. No, I don't yes. really. Yes, and Where? you invited me somewhere in the Hollywood oh, lowlands. Okay. You invited me to the set. Okay. Don't you remember this? I came no. by. You had the Steadicam, which I'd never seen really? before. Yeah. Oh, Jamie wow. Lee Curtis, the thing, the thing. And then you came and visited my set. See, this memory is oh, gone. Because wow. we were blocks from with, yeah. of, of each other. Now, either this is a memory or I invented this. Okay, So did. it's possible <laughs> that it's not. No, no. But we were shooting these movies at the same time. Babysitter Murders, Tourist Trap. Yeah. Nobody yeah. in your cast, Chuck Connors, you know? <laughs> anyway, so these movies are about to come out. Irwin is the distributor. I think Tourist Trap came out first and did good-ish, yeah. you know, yeah. and was well acclaimed. It was a good little movie. And then I came into Irwin's office because I was always talking to him about licensing rights for my video company. I was always there for some reason, probably because I needed money, which was always a nightmare. And I, he, I see this, this poster, Halloween. I go, that's fucking great. He said, yeah, he said, that's the babysitter murders. And it's coming out on <laughs> yeah. whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And it was a smash, a yeah. huge hit. Do you it remember didn't start that? start that way, though, Charlie. It started poor. Really? Bad reviews, kind of, eh, but it, word of mouth built it up. Wow. So, because yeah. even back then, he had a pretty sizable release, like 100. Pr it was not today, but it, was, it wasn't one yeah. theater. He released it in 100 theaters or yeah. something. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. I mean, but, however it all happens, yeah, I have no yeah. idea. But I just know that, you know, Tourist Trap is not forgotten, and Halloween is, I mean, it's like... I remember reading Tourist Trap and thinking, what's an interesting movie? Yeah. Did you direct that? No, David Schmuller directed Schmiller, it. Schmuller, yeah. Uh, it's in, on Stephen's King top ten movies of that era. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it has some yeah. accolades, and it stands the test of time. It's one of our better titles in our library. Uh -huh. but, but Halloween just brought you from... <laughs> John T. Chance and <laughs> to the limelight. But now I'm curious because these memories are a little hazy because they're freaking decades ago, right? How did the title go from Babysitter Murders to Halloween? How did that happen? That was actually Irwin's idea. Okay. He said, he called me up. He kept calling me up as I was writing it with ideas. Right. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> one of his ideas, we said, why don't we set it on Halloween night? Why don't we call a movie Halloween? There's never been a, a, a movie named Halloween. Uh, so he I thought, what a great that's, idea. It's a so great he's, idea. That's, that's him. Wow. That's all him. He was involved with all those weird, the Joe Wolf, all those the, the lawyers, oh. and, and all those terrible characters. Bill Seaton was his lawyer. Terrible. <laughs> wow. And then there was some, wow. somebody else, Mustafa Akkad. Mustafa Akkad. Yeah, I kind of was, I, I was not involved with them, but they're always around. I'm thinking, who are these characters? And Mustafa involved. financed uh, Halloween. He put up Oh, the I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Halloween, big success. Now John Carpenter is like fucking John Carpenter. Would you stop? It's it, true. It didn't happen that way, Charlie. Yes, it did happen. No, that it way. did not. Well, what, would, what, what, what? what? It didn't happen. I wish it had. What are you talking about? <laughs> that be, was a huge success. It, well, it finally became one. Okay. All right. Well, it right. took a while. So I made Elvis, a TV movie Elvis. Right. And then uh, all of a sudden, on the set of these movies, uh, people started showing up to, to visit me. Right. Echo Embassy did, Universal did. Hey, John, where have you been? What? And it's, it's only because if you make a couple bucks, they come calling. No, but that was even then a huge, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of our culture now. But, I mean, that was a yeah. big, yeah, now come on, is. as now an independent movie. Now it is. But anyway, then right. I moved, then I kept rising up.
And then right. it kept going up. So what was the first like bigger movie you made after uh, Halloween? Well, that was, where you had some it was money. Escape from New York, yeah, which uh, was a terrific movie. We had, Whoever, but then uh, that's a great movie. You guys should see it if you haven't seen it. I think it's one of the better films yeah, too. Thanks. Terrific movie. And then I think the thing was the most expensive at that time. Really. Yeah. And uh, but uh, and who was who distributed that? What was Universal. It? That was Universal. Yeah, Universal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was Bob Ramey there at that time? He that was. Right? He was. Big Bob. And he distributed one of your movies. Metal like, Storm. Did he? Oh, was yeah. that it? Yeah, The Destruction of Jared Sin. That was the best. I'll give you, I, I don't want to monopolize your. Is that, is that a 3D movie? Yes. I remember it well. So two quick 3D <laughs> stories. I made a movie before that called Parasite in 3D, uh -huh. starring a young Demi Moore. That was her first film. And I directed it, and it did very well. And Bob Ramey was at AFCO Embassy yep. at, at that time. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's a good Irwin, you blonde story. One minute, okay? So I convinced Irwin that we need to shoot this in 3D. He helped with the financing. And he was totally down. He said, no, down in a raw, and not the today's way. Like, he did not like the idea at all. So I, can, I said, it's the new thing. It's going to be awesome. So it was our first day of dailies. I had this wonderful DP who was with me many years, Mac Alberg. It was me, Mac, the editor, some screening room, the glasses, the whole thing. And we watch 10 minutes of the material. Look really good. And about five minutes into it, he stands up. He goes, this is shit. You know, Erwin Kazat, this is apps. I knew I was right. Fuck you. Fuck it. And he stood up and we turned the lights on. And he was yelling and yelling. And I realized that one of his lenses was out of his glass. But he didn't know because therefore he could not see the 3D at all. And he was livid. And I let him calm down. <laughs> I said, Erwin, I think there's a problem, the thing. I didn't want to embarrass him, but, you know, whatever. And then he put the glasses back on the correct glasses and then he was happy again because yeah, the thing looked yeah, really, really good. See it. As a result of Parasite doing well and Raimi then going to Universal, they were releasing Jaws 3D and they had to do the silver screen. You know, it was a big deal back then to equip thousands of screens. So I was in the middle of shooting Metal Storm, the destruction of Jared Sin, kind of a Mad Max deal in 3D. And this is, again, no cell phones. You know, what it was like back then? You had to go to a pay phone or some production assistant would come say, come to the office. Someone needs to talk to you. So I'm in the middle of shooting, directing this thing. And they luckily, the kid there knew who these people were. He says, Bob Ramey's on the phone from Universal. And I was like in a sand quarry shooting shit. So I go to the thing. He goes, Charlie, I heard about uh, Metal Storm. If it's any good, I want to buy it from you because we have all these screens equipped for 3D. And right after Jaws 3D, we can put Metal Storm into the same screens and this, it. that, and the other. I go, That's yes, it. yes. That's <laughs> it. And that actually started Empire because the movie was about $800,000, which, you know, it was pretty big for me. That was, you know, money back in, say, whatever it was, 80, whatever the year was, 81. So he said, I need to see some material. And I was halfway through shooting. So I called the poor editor. It's not like today. Beep, 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 the thing and the mag and ripping shit apart. I said, you've got to prepare a little promo for Bob. You know, and I told him what scenes. And he put together 10 minutes. We messengered it to Universal. And then I got another call a few days later. It says, how's 2.8 million sound for the U.S. only, North America? I said, okay, that's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. You accept it. And that is actually the money, kind of the seed money that allowed me to start the Empire Studios wow. in, in, the, in the early 80s. Yeah. That's so great. So our Bob Ramey, we have that also. Uh, um, Bob Ramey. You, uh, uh, you've been surrounded by entrepreneurs. That's true. You're, uh, and now you've become <laughs> the king. Oh, I always was. The I was. king As a kid, I, I did all sorts of stuff. Did so, you? So, so I want to go back. This is like beyond fascinating, connecting the dots. All right, so Escape from New York, first big movie, right? 
How did that feel? I mean, come on. John T. Chance, you're like there. You're looking good. You're getting money. I mean, did it feel good? Were you, yes, was, was your head too big? Were you like, no, uh, no. Well, I'm asking. You no. never know. No. And I never got too big. No. No. Uh, no. It got shot down every time. <laughs> no. Well, there yeah. was a point where you must have felt, okay, I'm, I'm, I've arrived. I'm making a cool movie. I've got a budget. I mean, you know, you yeah. come from. Yeah, but what my goal in my life was to be a professional movie director. That's right. what I wanted to do. Right. I wanted to make money at it. Right. So finally was making money, and then you get worried, what's well, going to end? <laughs> and uh, so. You did yeah. worry about that, right? Yeah. But really? Yeah. And, was it a money thing? Because you know there are periods in my life where there was no, no it money. Wasn't the money. It was. It was. It was mostly the career. The career. Yeah. So and, you were worried that at a certain yeah. point you just uh, not. Uh, but that finally faded later, and Good. Uh, I, I had uh, I got comfortable with the business. Uh, it's crazy fucking place. And you got married in the early eighties, right? Yeah, I did. Adrian that's Adrian Barbeau, yeah. who was in one of my movies. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. So imagine this. I make Which a, one was it? I make a movie called Cannibal Women in the Avocado oh, Jungle one, yeah, of Death. Yeah. Adrian, Barbeau, Adrian Barbeau, Shannon Tweed, yeah. and of course Gene Simmons was there all the time, and a very young, wonderful, wannabe actor dude named Bill Maher. <laughs> so this is Bill Maher before Politically Incorrect. Oh, and man. He played sort of the Harrison Ford type. He was wonderful. I saw him at a... Uh, I used to do a comedy club all the time. I was one of the clubs. I forget which one. I'm, you know, I'm looking for someone kind of handsome but with a sense of humor. And that's how I found Tim Thomerson, who I use many times mm -hmm. in the Transfer series. And I see this guy, Bill Maher, and next thing you know, he's you know, a co-lead in Cannibal Women. So anyway, that's a, uh, I digress. But all right, so you married. You have a story for every situation. It's There's unreal. Story. Well, I mean. It's unreal. I got some stories, but I've made 360 movies. So, I mean, yeah. you, if you don't have some stories, you're like an idiot. It's who's, the, who's the most difficult actor you've ever worked with wow. in these 360? Well, and I'm not talking about hmm. uh, amateurs. I'm not first timers. Right. I'm not so the two actors that come to mind, and, and I'm not sure if difficult is the right word, is Klaus Kinski. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh legendary. Yeah, probably Klaus Kinski because we had a – I mean, I had a studio in Rome for a while. I had yeah, the yeah. Xtino de Laurent. That was like – my head never got big, but I was thinking, this is awesome. It's 100 acres and sound stages. They shot Barbarella there and the Bible. Which uh, studio did you have? It was the Xtino de Laurenti Studios. I bought it. Um, it wasn't Cinecetta. No, no. Oh, the, okay. This was actually called Dino Cheetah because it was Dino de Laurentiis' no. movie. Yeah, the theater. Uh, 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 studio. So, anyway, he fell on fallow times, and the thing yeah, was sitting there, and and I just happened to luck into it, and I was friendly with Dino. I'd met him, yeah. and then it turned out that I was told that even though he doesn't own it anymore, he kind of still does, and go meet with him because suddenly, you know, any excuse to be in Italy was a good one, and things were my fortunes were great, and Empire was doing great. We we're making movies like Ghoulies and From Beyond and Troll and all the Reanimator and blah blah blah. So. I actually did a deal with Dino, and for a brief period of three glorious years, we owned that studio. Oh, really? And Make was, movies there, did oh, you? Oh, made 30 movies in three oh, years right. with all sorts of characters. I mean, people, um, some of them have gone, again, beyond, you know, have, well, whatever. I don't, I don't want to, I'm, you, you're pulling me into so my Klaus, spiel. Let's get back to Klaus Kinski. So, okay, so I'm shooting three movies at the same time there on different sound stages. Thanks for reminding me about Klaus Kinski. One was called Troll, okay? It was a really cool movie for the time. Julie Louis-Dreyfus' first film, uh, Noah Hathaway, Sonny Bono. It was a very bizarre, uh -huh. eclectic cast. <laughs> yeah. 
On another wow. stage, uh, Stuart was shooting dolls, Stuart Gordon yeah. dolls. He'd made a number of movies with what me. What a nice man. He was God. a sweetheart. Oh, man. Sweetheart. A good friend, and really sad that he's gone. Yeah. And, um, and then David Schmuller was directing Crawl Space yeah. with Klaus Kinski. I that. And this was a moment where I'm in Dino's ex-office, which was humongous. And I was sitting behind his desk, which is as big as this room. I mean, Dino was a very short man, but the desk was colossal. And for a brief moment, you know, I knew we had three movies shooting. I was there, sound stages, Italy. Everything was was awesome. It was awesome. Someone brought me a little espresso, whatever it was. It was like perfect. And a gal comes up, one of the Italian girls, and I speak fluent Italian, and she says in Italian, you must come down to the bar because we had a, a bar in Italy is where you get coffee. And so yeah, it's not yeah. a bar because we had a bar on the location, on the, uh, at the, uh, the studio, because Klaus Kinski and David Schmuller are going to kill each other. Yeah. And Klaus has a knife out. Now, in Italy, when you hear that, you go, okay, there's, that's an exaggeration because everyone yells and screams and they never come to blows. But it wasn't come. an exaggeration. But she, she said, no, this is really serious. Oh, you got to come boy. down because Klaus has got a knife. He's going to kill Schmuller. So now I realize <laughs> this is a bummer. So I, I come down and, you know, my whole thing is I'm very calm. I learned it from my dad. You know, it's impossible for me to be sort of derailed. And in a situation like that, you have to handle it the right way. So as I approach in front of the bar, there's like 15, 20 people and there's yelling and screaming and someone's holding on to Klaus and David and then they get closer <laughs> together. And when I come there, it was literally, oh Lord, um, Klaus had David by the lapel and he had a knife. Knife. He was going to stab him because of he was not happy with the close-up. It was some insane movie-related thing. And I said something like, in a very calm voice, I said, Klaus, you know, it's, I don't know what happened, and it's obviously a terrible thing that happened. But this could end very badly, and then we wouldn't finish our movie. You know, we have to finish the movie, you know, and you're so good at it. I've seen Whatever it is, I yeah, yeah. calm down and... He was sweaty because, you know, he had that face. He had a very oh, scary yeah. face. And, yeah, um, he calmed down, and an hour later they were back on set. But wow. he was going to kill him because he, the way he, I guess, mishandled the shot or something. Legendary, legendary yes. angry man. Yes. Legendary. There you go. But had a beautiful daughter. Beautiful. Oh, oh my, my God. God. And that shot of her with the snake at the time was, yeah. was yeah. just something magical about yeah. that capture. That was yeah. on everybody's wall yeah. everywhere. It was yeah. a real trip. So how do we get to, oh the actors the crazy actors well, what about you who who have you worked oh. with who now come on let's you know, it's only fair uh, Chevy Chase was really one of me, I wanted to quit the business after working with him really uh, what what was the movie forgive uh, me uh, uh, Memoirs of Invisible Man um, it he wow. was a producer on this thing and this was a, he wanted to uh, be a serious actor uh, and. Uh, Ooh, that's a mistake. Now, yeah. big time mistake. So you're directing, and he's like got this attitude. Oh yeah, it just it was bad. Was it one of those things where they had to shut things down? No, I mean, no, it, it never was just... got that way. I just I took it all in, <laughs> I just internalized it. But that was my uh, that was my worst. <laughs> worst. I've had others, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I have a present for you. Yes, you do? I do. Yes, okay, I do. And tell I, let me. me t- let me tell you what it is. Okay. So I have heard that you enjoy video games. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Okay. So before I show it to you, I'm going to give you a quick story. So I'm not a video gamer. Mm-hmm. You know, The young girl who I'm going to interview after you, uh, I mean, I, I'm not even aware there's a place called Twitch and people watch people play video <laughs> games. I'm not even aware of this. And uh-huh. she's a big person in this Twitch world. Anyway. 
But in 1980, about 1980, after I'd started Media Home Entertainment, the first video company, I kind of had this, I got wind that this video game thing was happening. It was Atari, right? That's correct. And, um, and my, my son had it, and I thought, this is really stupid. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, but I understood it. And I thought, wouldn't it be a cool idea to have a horror video game? And let me, because I, I knew all the players, let me license some horror movies and turn them into, you know, little evil Pac-Man guys, sure, whatever sure. it was. So I licensed Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. from Bob Ramey, and I licensed, again, Halloween from Irwin, because oh, I had previously licensed Halloween for video, because I put yeah. it out on my own yeah. label. Yeah. And back then it was, you know, it wasn't a big deal, but it was pretty cool. So now I'm trying to explain to people up in Silicon Valley what I want, and they're going, well, these are the programming guys. They were still uh -huh. up there, I guess, or maybe in the beginning, and they basically understood it. I thought, you know, this is going to be huge. I'm going to call it Wizard Video Games, and my first two releases I are... I remember that. Well, I'm coming up. And I said to myself, okay, this is like the beginning of the home video business. It's the video game business with horror video games. So I spent a bunch of money... Program these things, beep, 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 the little, the, oh, you can imagine how silly they were, Atari. Beautiful packaging, what I'm very good at. And I went to the Consumer Electronics Show. I produced maybe a 1,000 of each to give out, whatever, and could not sell one. People would come, because back then it was all big department stores. They said, you can't, these are for kids. You can't think that we're going to carry a, a, a game about a guy who's knifing other characters. This is... Uh, video game business is about children. It's not about horror. Anyway, I was so They're ahead of insane. my time. I they got, are insane. I got fucked. But this is back in the day. Yeah. So th this is a this is a gift to you. It's a frame poster of, of from 1980. Oh my god. Of, of Wizard Wizard video games. And there it is, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, is your name on this? Anywhere? No, it's not. But it was my Shoot. company. That's Come all right. <laughs> and Halloween. Look at that. Now, I'm told, because I don't follow it, that if you can find a Halloween or a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Atari original in good condition, it's like $1,000, $2,000. Yeah, I bet. No, I bet. I'm not in the world. Thank this is, you, this is yours. Yeah, this you is the best thing I've ever received. Oh, no, <laughs> stop it. But anyway. Wow. Yeah. I'm very uh, happy to give this to you. No, thank you. I found it, and I thought, John's got to have this. <laughs> it's I funny sure how, do. how things that you make 30, 40, 45 years ago sometimes become prized possessions I of know. other people because you you don't you don't know and all of a sudden there's three left on earth or something so all right so now i, I we got to get past okay the 90s and then when did you make because i love big trouble in little china uh, and my family we've 86, seen it 86 oh really was it 86 yeah, it was 86 wow. script uh came to me and it was it is the movie you see it was insane I can and I thought, well, who's going to make this? It's a, I don't know how you did it. Even they, today with CGI, it would have been a challenge. But you did this all without any yeah. of that. They, uh, the 20th Century Fox at the time. Wow. Uh, I don't. I think they thought they were going to get um, uh, Indiana Jones. That's what I think they thought they were going to get. That really? kind of adventure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. But no, 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 no. It wasn't that at all. <laughs> but it was so terrific. I don't understand. That's one where I scratch my head because to me it, it was as good as any of those other big tent pole. It, it had see, everything. But you're not them, and they uh, they exact revenge on people who don't uh, count out to them. And I didn't, you know. I mean, during production? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, so don't it, fuck with my movie. I don't get in my way. Don't do that. Don't disrespect me. 
Right. Ask me. I'll do anything if you right. ask me nicely, but don't do not do this. Oh, so they were just dicks. Well, they, they were... Barry Diller was the big dick. And he, he yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, so to speak. And, and he was the head of, you know, Fox. Yes, so he was. He buried it and uh, it didn't work. Uh, but a lot of people come to me and say they like the movie. Oh, it it's, it's terrific. So, it's one of, those, one of those movies you can watch again. And, and I have. I think... Uh-huh. Possibly, it's the movie I've seen because of the kids more than anything else. And I, yeah, you know, I hear when, you. Man. When the kids put a movie on and you've seen it four or five times, you, you watch. You, I got to go do stuff. That's one where I never left. It was like, let me just watch this again. There was I'm so much. Me now, you never saw uh, us in concert playing, did you? No. Did you know we were doing this? Did you have any? Uh, I, you I, should I, have. I, I think you would have really loved it because we have. did all the themes from the movies and we had a big screen. Oh, is that we, happening again or you're kind of done with that? Know, or? I'm an old man. <laughs> oh, would you, how dare you? Don't what, piss me off. You're uh, awesome. You're but, uh, dude. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. So how many years did you do that for? Well, that was in the 2016, 20, right after my uh, hospital stay. We went wow. out and did World So Tour. it was your son. And son, godson, and uh, of the uh, rhythm section from Tenacious D. Okay. That's a band. Right, I, I know. Black, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 sure. So, uh, and, and then Ray know. Davies' son, someone told me. Did and, I understand uh, that? Dave Davies. Dave Davies. The, yeah, Dave Davies. Daniel but the, Davies. He, but he's the son of the Kinks, the yeah, lead singer, that's right? That's correct. That's fucking Not awesome. Not lead, the lead guitar player. Lead guitar lead player. Okay, fantastic. But uh, was that fun? You Did you enjoy oh, that? Yeah. Oh God. But you would have enjoyed it. It's your kind of deal. Maybe I'll do it again and get you as a special guest. I'll, I'll do it. Can you I'll, play any instruments? A bass guitar. I wasn't a I'll band. I'll bring as a you kid. right up on stage. But you come from a musical family. Yeah, I do. I remember I do. that. Yeah. 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 I do. That is awesome. <sighs> but uh, that reminds me of that. Yeah. And uh, so now I'm doing I'm doing music essentially. Do you know this? I know uh, I know that, which is fantastic. I'm doing the scores to the Halloween movies, and, and I love it. Now, why doing, not? We just had a movie open, Firestarter did score to that. You, you know, Didn't open my, that my brother. Great. I have one brother, younger brother, is a fantastic composer. He's done half the music for this. my movies. Oh, I He's actually super know talented. His name yeah. is Richard Mann. I mean, a lot of the more well-known movies of mine are movies like Puppet Masters. A very yeah recognizable themes he did all that stuff and my oldest son alex band has a band had a band called the calling now he's always on his own and they had a number one hit 20 odd years ago called wherever you will go he toured with santana Uh they had a hit with santana i mean so there's a lot of this it's an artist family you know it's it's that's what we are and you too we share that in common yeah yeah john t chance dude You gotta remember John T. Chan. I, I, He's I essential. Didn't, I didn't. He's <laughs> absolutely essential. I didn't know the derivation. I didn't yeah. know that that character oh, was. Yeah. Oh yeah. So right now, so you're hanging out. Okay, you're at home. You're chilling. You're doing the music. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying you're right you're now, composing. Yeah. Well, right right now we're yeah. here in this yeah. awesome. Yeah. We just room. started uh, Halloween Ends, the next Halloween movie. And is that Don't Blumhouse? Believe, do not believe for a minute it's going to end. <laughs> Oh, of course not. For a minute. It never ended. It's been because 40 years. It just keeps going. The money. It's yes. all about that money coming in. Well, no. It's l- Let me tell you. I'm speaking from some experiences. I go to the conventions. Oh, I talk to the fans. You know, there's a nostalgia factor. There are people who grew up watching these movies. And it's true. It, it will never stop. You know, 80s? It, it, the 80s yeah. is big, right? And Am the I 90, right about and that? And the 90s. Really? I mean, Halloween, you kept making these things, right? I, I mean, right? Some right. of them were really pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got two good quotes here. <laughs> now, I must admit, because I'm, I, I don't, you know, it's funny, with as much as I love cinema, 
I don't have a lot of time right now, you know, so I, I can't I'm say sure. that. I don't think I, I've seen the first Halloween more than once. I thought it was mm. freaking awesome. I've not seen the sequels. But every time I go to one of these shows, everyone's walking around with the mask and the mic. I Myers recommend and, you watch the one uh, t- 2018 Halloween okay. and the, the Halloween Kills. I recommend you watch okay. those. Okay. The director is really talented. What's his name, the director? Uh, David Gordon Green. Okay. And he r- wrote the screenplay with Danny McBride, who's the comedian. With Danny, yo, he's great. Yeah. Uh, oh, you got to see these, though. He's re- it's All really right. good. All right, I will. I, I, you know, when it's your really, name's not there, I think. It shows, it shows me up. I mean, oh, I'm stop just a it. bum. No. Compared <laughs> to, <laughs> Dude, you invented this stop. thing. Okay. Stop. Now, yeah. although we give a little sprinkling of credit to Irwin, otherwise it would have been called no, you the Babysitter to. Murders. You I have to. Would have been give a bummer. it to Irwin because... Uh, <laughs> so you're doing the music. Yeah. And, and I'm having a great time in life. That's great. Yeah. I'm so happy, John. <coughs> and this is, you know, I think we could talk a lot more, especially if they bring us a vodka. Do you drink at all? No. Eat? No. no drinking. No. And he stopped smoking eight years ago, right? That's right. Dang. Did yeah. you ever drink? Uh, no. You never drank. No, coffee. I love coffee. coffee. I know you I love, love basketball and video games. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I get you gave you an old antique <laughs> video did. game poster. So and you've got to start playing video games, dude. I you can't love do it. it. I just, I just, I, <coughs> what's wrong with you? It's hand eye coordination. I'm good at that, but it's, it's like I got too much to do to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you accomplish nothing. It's two it hours would open later. the whole like... world for you that you'd start a <laughs> uh, full moon video. Games. I started. Uh, you would. I started Wizard no, Video know, Games know, 42 that, years ago, I and I died. It, it no, was a disaster. You can do it now. You can do it now. It's okay. really changed. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, the guest who's going to come in after you, because I, I always want to add someone young who we're working with in a movie. Oh, so I think great. it's important it's to, to connect people. Her, her name is Dare Taylor, and and aside from having been in my most recent movie, which is Evil Bong 888. Yes, I have a whole series called Evil Bong. I've been making it for 16 Wait years. Minute. Evil Bong? Bong. Smoking Bong. Yes, it's about an evil bong. I made the first one with Tommy Chong 16 years ago. It is, it is one of our most oh, enduring franchises, God. Evil Bong. This is the ninth one. The ninth evil. My bomb. God, I'll and have she's to one check of the, that out. It's no, you, no, it's fun. You'll you'll dig it. It's it's. Cute. Are you well, directing any of the bongs? I directed every one. Did you? Awesome. All nine bongs. Yes. Awesome. I'll send you a couple of Blu-rays so that you would go, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'll send you a few others that you can catch up. I'll send you not too many, but then you'll go. Oh fuck, this guy is bizarre. <laughs> but anyway, so she again. Her name is Dare. She's going to be. She's probably here now. Oh, that's great. We'll spend a little moment with her. I will, and. Um, her thing, aside from Instagram and being an actress, is this Twitch thing, which someone tried to explain to me this morning, where, where people watch people play video yeah. games. Yeah. That's a real thing? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Well. I don't have not the not expert Twitch. on that. No. <laughs> That's the craziest oh. thing ever. Uh, All right. Well. Hey, man, this is fantastic. You know, you're being my first guest means a lot to me. Seriously. I get very emotional. You know, I'm in an age I know where I, I you can't. Are. You're Italian. You're I, from I, Italy. <laughs> I'm not Italian at all, actually. You know that. I know that. Oh, I just grew I up that. there. You I know, know that. My father was French and he married an American I, chick. I and, know this. You know? I know all about it. Wow. <laughs> but it means a lot. And, and, and My I, friend, I enjoyed it. I love it. Thank you, John. So you cool. Too. So cool. And this is Charles Band's Full Moon Freak Show podcast. And if you're liking this, remember to follow us, tag us on the socials, and maybe even drop a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. So after this amazing John Carpenter 45 minutes, I'm I'm so happy that we get to meet, how do I say this, a super talented, super hot, super (laughs) awesome actress 
who was just in Evil Bong 888. And I'm talking about the beautiful Dare Taylor. Hi. There you are. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, the idea of these podcast vidcasts, because they're both. Mm-hmm. There's a visual side, which people can see. And then there's the audio side, where people are, uh, you know, driving listening. or whatever, listening. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it'd be fun to, to in addition to the celebrity guest, um, have people who've been in our, 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 our in our current movies, you know, who maybe the fans don't know because brand new. You're brand yeah, new. To I'm Full Moon, you're new. brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dare was in Evil Bong 888, which literally came out five days ago. Yeah, you know, When so you're excited. seeing this on the 24th. Yes. And she's so good and so funny and Aww, so sparkling you. with energy. I thought uh, you'd be a great guest here to talk a little bit about your young career so far. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my first question is, is Evil Bong 888 your first movie? Um, it's definitely one of my first, like, big production movies. So <laughs> Thanks for the word. Yeah, big. yeah. Really it's very, very big for me. Like, to be in something that people know the legacy and the history of right, is true. new to me. Like, as soon as I had told, like, a couple of my friends, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to be an evil bong. And people were shocked. They were like, <laughs> did you have to audition to get in that? Or, like, what did you do? Or who do you know? And I was like, uh, wait, you know of this thing? Cause That's I, hilarious. Because I didn't, like... I knew about it, but I didn't know that there was this huge legacy behind. There it is. There is. Yeah. And so people were asking me all kinds of questions. And I was like, I don't know that I can answer this no, yet. Well you have done. to watch it. You know, we've been making them for 16 years, which seems crazy. The first one was 16 years ago. And even though this is Evil Bong 888, it's mm-hmm. actually the ninth. Because oh. in the Evil Bong franchise, we made one called Ginger Dead Man versus the Evil Bongs. Yes. So that's Wiggles in there in the mm-hmm. timeline, but it's not a number. So it's actually nine Evil Bongs. This is the ninth Evil Bong. And I guess the last. We're kind of calling it the last. That's what but, everybody keeps saying. But you never know. Everyone you keeps asking know, you know. me. It's like the farewell tour. You yeah. don't really know if it's the final, final one. The quote, unquote. But yeah, what happened was uh, a friend who's also been in a number of our shows, Cody Cameron, mm-hmm. who's also well known for Barbie and Kendra, yes. uh, which is a fun series we did during COVID, during the pandemic. She said, oh, my God, I've got a couple girls and this one girl. She's amazing. Her name is Dare, and you've <laughs> got to bring her on the show. Because we – in Evil Bong 888, for those who haven't seen it, um, I won't tell you the whole story, but <laughs> the kind of main guy who is always getting into trouble because right. of weed, he opens a restaurant. And the whole idea poor is rabbit. this is a way – rabbit, yes. Yeah, poor rabbit. <laughs> so I figure this is a way where we can gather a lot of the you know the characters from so many of the evil Bond movies, put them in one environment, have some fun, and, and watch them just just have fun with each other. Let the building catch flames. And, and, I, and I and I told um, the writer, and I talked to Cody. I said I want to actually have one of the tables populated by influencers mm-hmm. who can play themselves. I don't want them to act necessarily, although you did a really good job. So the other <laughs> but they can be influencers taking pictures of food and all sorts of silliness, and that way yeah. we'll have a. You know, we'll have some fun with the other characters who are well-known in the Evil Bong franchise talking to each other and reacting, and it worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really nice to pop in on set because initially <laughs> I was only supposed to be there like one day. I know. It was like the initial pitch, and so I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, like I'll come be a part right. of this. And our little group had so much fun, and we were causing so much trouble <laughs> that you would ask us to come back for a second full day. Yeah. So that was really exciting for well, all Well, what happened us. was we, uh, again, the wonderful writer, we, we orchestrated this thing, and we wrote mm-hmm. the dialogue for the characters who people are familiar with from the Evil Bong movies. Now, suddenly we got these three hot influencers 
who spontaneously take their tops off, which makes it even more bizarre. Very spontaneous. Very yes. spontaneous. <laughs> it happened like really when we walked on set. We were all like, all right. <laughs> which is also hard to grab moments from the movie and put them up at various uh, sites because, you know. So we had you guys coming in and before the tops come up. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, you guys were so funny and so charming that I thought, well, wait a minute. The interaction between your table and the other tables is the best. Yeah. None of that's scripted. At all, mm-hmm. and you had some of the best lines. You really did. You were did throwing, I? You did. You'll see. Very, oh man! Well, because now, <laughs> now what I'm was tough for me is I only had people for a day. Sometimes, you know. Right. So, right. So when you watch the movie, you'll go, "Wait a minute! I never even saw those guys." But I cut it in a way where it looks like you're saying something funny, and they react. Well, because yeah. not everybody was in the restaurant at the same time. Right. Right. Oh, that's so, so funny. Your stuff is so funny. That's why I said you guys got to come back a second day because the interplay between those redneck guys yes. and the ghosts mm-hmm. and it's very very funny. So. How did you land in this business? What is your segue from child yeah. a few years ago, I'm sure, to, <laughs> to uh, actress and, and uh, influencer? And uh, tell us a little bit about all the stuff you're doing. Yeah. So I started initially in pageants and oh. and not like beauty pageants like everybody likes to show on like toddlers and tiaras and all these like reality shows. They're scholarship pageants. So it was about like volunteer work, getting good grades in high school and like <laughs> what you want to do in life. You look like someone who got good grades. Like that no. meant a lot. No? <laughs> That's such a lie. Yeah, no. Whoa. Definitely did not get good okay. grades. I, I, um, yeah. I was like a C student. So because I was like friendly with everybody and uh, chatty with the teachers. So I was everybody's favorite student, That's good. but not grade-wise. Okay. So. C student. Yeah. Okay. I was kind of that way, too. By, C student. I just wanted to get out of there to make movies. That was my... Really? Thing. You knew like that? Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I just... Get me out of this place. The wow. The See, it didn't really hit me till I was like 10. And in one of these pageants, they had it like an actress competition. So you would get in a room kind of like this, like in front of a green screen, and you would say like a commercial. You could write one or they could like throw one at you and you just like say it back to them and they would score you. And the first time I went in, I cried because I like didn't know what to do with myself and Mm. I just was so nervous. But then the next year I came back and I'd written my own commercial and it was about Alvin and the Chipmunks. (laughs) And (laughs) they all thought it was like pretty weird at first until I started talking like a chipmunk. Uh. And it got me into the top five, which means I got to perform on a stage. And I got to perform my little, well, Alvin and the Chipmunk voice for everyone. And then I ended up winning the contest. So for me at 10, being on stage and watching people react and laugh to my my script and basically just love the comedy in it, I knew I wanted to make people feel that everywhere. And back then, like, influencers weren't, like, a big thing. So it was kind of like, well, you just have to go to L.A. and, like, pursue this. and From Florida now. Well, no. I initially was born and raised in Minnesota, and oh, then wow. I moved okay. to Florida because, like, I wanted to do the whole Disney thing for a bit, where mm. like you work at the theme parks, and I wanted a little bit more experience with like theatrical acting. So you to moved see to Florida, sort of to professionally, to be in that. It's not like your family all went there. You, my there. mom, ended up living there for a okay. bit. So like, I was living with her for a little while, doing like the theme park thing. But then I learned really fast that like that wasn't for me right. either. Right. Um, it's just a very different like environment, and I knew that like the stage is great and I love like musical theater singing and acting on a stage but like I want to do more on camera so that's when I met a good friend who linked me with Cody Um, she was saying like you both make great friends like you both are kind of like model influencers slash like artists and actors so you both should meet 
and we hit it off right away. So and did you meet? Where did you actually meet? At one of those influencer houses things? Or? No, actually, um, one of our friends, like she just worked with Cody from like years back at the Playboy yeah. Mansion. Okay. Um, I guess they did the Playboy Morning Show, and she was like, "You need to meet Dare. Like, you two need to like meet each other because we have like very similar energies." Right. Right. And as soon as we met each other, we went, we got lunch. Um, okay. We did like a rooftop, like Here in LA, LA brunch. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and it was very weird because like we knew nothing really about each other except for that we should meet each other. Right. And it was just like so easy. She was like, well, you should come take classes. And if this is what you want to do, Cody's like great. I know she people. She is such a wonderful yeah. person in so many ways. And she's got that energy just like you. you she does. Same energy. Yes. <laughs> We're both very like spunky, spontaneous. Which is great. Which is great. Well, you need yeah. that. So, okay, so now you've connected, mm-hmm. and, and, but how did you actually begin, putting aside Evil Bong, which is mm-hmm. very recent, how did you begin this career of yeah. all the things you're doing, which I'm, I should be familiar with everything, <laughs> like I should have it's studied it all, but... No, no, but, it's you a know, lot. People say, oh, and she's amazing on Twitch, and I don't even know what Twitch is. It sounds like not good at all. People it's say that? Like, That's really nice. <laughs> I didn't know no, that no, they they're liked saying, it. Well, you have all these followers, and you do. I know the cosplay thing. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. So, yeah. So where do you... Or what do you spend most of your time actually doing to further the influencer thing? I would say I mainly spend most of like time on Twitch because okay. you can't just like post a photo and go. Explain you have to Twitch sit there. to me and to those okay. who don't know it. Yes. So Twitch. Because it sounds like snitch, which is not a good word. I know, right? <laughs> no, it, doesn't, it doesn't have a good name because like people relate like twitching. Or, yeah, like, right, right, right. It's so. not a good thing. I don't know why they named it what they did, but it's anyway. basically it's like a live streaming platform, but it was primarily made for video gamers. Hmm. So you would like sit down, you would turn on your video games and you'd play with your camera like you in the corner and then you reacting to the game that's happening. And it's and people comes watch such that. a long way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, I, so they watch okay, let me get this straight. Yeah. So they watch you, mm-hmm. pretty Dare Taylor, playing <laughs> yes. some video game. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, that's their involvement. They're watching you play the game. But yeah. do they see the game too? Or? They do. Mm-hmm. They I get see. to see the game. So it's like full screen. So if you game. suck, they see that. Yeah, and they and love our, that. They, they love, love when I suck at games. It's <laughs> so <laughs> great. I get it. But and then like your face is in like the corner, like wherever, oh, so that I way see. they can okay, watch okay. you reacting to it. Okay. But like Twitch has come such a long way now that they have like other subcategories. Like, do you know what ASMR is? It sounds like a, a it's sexual like the, thing. The whispering. Okay. Thing. Like, <laughs> oh, seriously. So, yeah, like you make so you, get to whisper. you like whisper the whole time and you like make sounds. And people and like, want the whispering thing. Yeah. Oh, I spit. I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't spit it out. No, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that's like there's like subcategories where you can do those things. It's amazing. But like I don't really feed into like the typical, I guess like hot girl categories because mm. like girls do the ASMR or there's like pool beaches and hot tubs where you are in a bikini outside of a pool and you're like wee. Like that's and you're playing kind of video games too. Well, that's what other girls do. But like okay. I primarily grew up with a brother and like we played Nintendo games. Right, we right. we didn't do like PlayStation, but like we were like a solid Nintendo family. So I grew up watching him play video games. And then in the pandemic, I was like, well, maybe I should like Twitch stream because like right, right. I enjoy playing games, but I don't really get to do anything with it. So people discover you playing a game. Well, yeah. okay, now, what games? Obviously, that's a good question. Like, what uh, games are you playing that... I play horror games sometimes. Really? Yeah, there's there's a ghost hunting puzzle game, which my friends that watch me Twitch stream are like, when they make Phasmophobia, the movie, they should hire you to be in it. And I'm like, oh, then I'd be the first girl who would die. Like, <laughs> I just, I know my character type, but... So it's a game where you get all these ghost hunting tools and you use them to figure out what ghost is haunting the house. You know, it's funny. Uh, John Carpenter was here earlier. Yeah. And, and he's a 
big gamer too. He loves playing video games. It's not my thing. So I'm, I'm speaking yeah. from a standpoint of not being very knowledgeable. But um, back in like a freaking long time ago, around 1980, I mm -hmm. started the first independent video game company called Wizard Video Games. Wow. This is back when That's people cool. were playing games on the Atari system, like yeah. Pac-Man. So this is like Stone Age time. <laughs> so I thought, okay, Stone it's Age. time for horror video games. So I licensed mm -hmm. the rights for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game yeah. and the Halloween game, which was John's movie. And, you know, I developed it uh, with uh, these people up north, and it was very cool for a primitive game and great packaging. And I brought these games out. I went to a big convention that was Consumer Electronics Convention. Mm -hmm. With the booth, I thought, this is going to make a freaking fortune. I'm the yeah. first guy. And I could not sell any of them because the buyers were mainly the buyers from a department stores. And they mm -hmm. would say, Charlie, it looks great, but video games are for kids. They should be cartoons. They should be family. You, no one's going to want to buy a horror video game. No one's going to see a little, little you know, Mike Myers with a knife. And I, That's and, what they and, told you? Well, that was that was what the it was. I then? was basically 20 years ahead of my time, right? Wow. And I closed up shop. That was it. Stop. And Close, that was done. it? That was it. Well, and then I went on and made movies. I did right. my thing. But for a brief moment, I could say I was the first video game company for horror video games. Wow. But unfortunately, a little too early. That's insane yeah. to So me. what I gave John on the show is I have a poster from 1980 mm -hmm. of the, the vi Wizard Video Games with Halloween and the thing. And, oh, my gosh. That you know, is so cool. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of history there. But all right. So obviously, uh, video games are <laughs> a different story. Video games are like horror, hot topics on horror your – Horror video games. Yeah. I definitely – like I'm a huge – there's some horror games that I won't play because – I am what I like to call like weak-minded because right. if I see something scary, I will like not stop thinking about it and really? then I can't sleep at night. Oh, dear. My no. first horror movie that I ever saw mm. was when I was like 16. You'd think like 16-year-olds are old enough yeah. to watch horror films. Yeah. It was When a Stranger Calls. And Wait, I see, like, but that's a really good yeah. movie. That gets under your skin. It's yeah. not just a shock horror movie where, you know – that one is can be creepy. I like stopped babysitting. <laughs> I could not babysit anymore. Like That's the thought of someone funny. calling me and being like, he's inside the house. Right. I was like, I can't babysit uh, anymore. I well, can't watch anybody's kids. But that shows what, you know, these great movies, the, the great horror movies are like The Exorcist, which is beyond yeah. creepy. And, and um, you know, there, there are others that are in that realm where they're not the shock horror mm -hmm. gore movies. But right, they're right. so creepy. The concept is so creepy. You know? Yeah. It gets you. So I have to like be careful. Like Get of Out. Those. Have you ever seen Get Out? Uh, yep, so Get Out. That's a very scary paranormal six, activity. Six Sense is another six sense, one. Yeah. Like, unless someone tips you off what the ending is and you don't know what it is and you watch Six Sense, great movie. Great movie. Or what's the one? Oh, there's another one where they get lost in the woods. I can't think of the name of it Blair right Blair Witch Problem? Yes. Right. That was right. another really scary one for me as a kid <laughs> because, like, I hate getting lost. Right, I hate right. babysitting. And you hate the woods. Yeah. So there you go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and that scene never leaves your head. Like, that's, that's right. how you know it's a good horror film. Exactly. When, like, as soon as somebody brings it up, you go to that iconic moment where she's, like, begging to the camera. Exactly. Like, Please help if very, you find very, us. Very well done. Okay, so yeah. Twitch, I get that. Yes, okay. And then, okay, Instagram, we know what Instagram is. Now, what it's, about, so tell me the other ones. Just give me a little, yeah. because you're you're across many of these platforms. Mm -hmm. So your whole day is games and <laughs> I things. I do a lot and, of things, yeah. <laughs> so what else is? is um, uh, I mean, there's like Twitter, where it's kind of like Instagram right now, where you can just post pictures and people right. like it and retweet it. But like, I, Twitter's not like my bread and butter. It's not the entertaining. I'm right. more into YouTube and TikTok right now. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, TikTok is like an app that started off as Musical.ly where right. you would lip sync to a song and then right. you would like kind of do a little dance to it and that's how you went viral. Right. But it's 
changed so much in the last like two, three years that now it's an app where, yeah, it puts music on the charts, right. but it's now more about like connecting with your audience. Okay. Um, I just had one of my accounts deleted, so I don't know if I'm like now, giving why, why, great why, TikTok are, advice. Are, are like boobies flying or something? Or why, no, why would the all. account be deleted? I'm what? so PG on there right now, but so I, I think, so I had a video going viral mm. and TikTok now more than any other platform is like where all the haters live. And oh, really? I noticed, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah, it's so bad. I like can't, after 10 minutes when I post something, I have to leave the comment section because it gets so brutal on there. Oh, that's um, really yeah, unfortunate. People right? are awful, but yeah, what can you do? When you put yourself out there like that on a platform for right. millions of people to see, you got to know that people are going to throw stones. Okay. But I had a bunch of people that were like, following me and as soon as I would drop a video they would leave a bunch of hate comments so I think when I had a video going viral and it started getting some like positive feedback and a bunch of negative I think people just like mass reported my account so it's it's now gone for well, a bit but sucks bad. hopefully I can get it back now do you have another account there are other I account? do okay yeah. so you so, <laughs> I have multiple that's crazy yeah so what about okay so what, is there anything? I'm asking this in a very naive, innocent no, way, so I don't have an end to this thought. But what about some of the sexy stuff like fans only? Because yeah. I hear about that now. I've, I've I've never even been on that side, honestly. You've never I'm, been on OnlyFans or OnlyFans. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I should have known I'm, when you said the name backwards. I should have known you're not duh. on there. <laughs> I'm just in my bubble making movies. No, and, you're you know, great. I'm, by the time I'm done, it's I'm tired, and you know, I don't. I don't have blame time. you. To surf around. Although I've been watching TikTok videos and they're fun. For 10 minutes in the morning, I'm enjoying just it's fun, jumping right? around. And I saw one of yours. You're very oh, cute. Yay, I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know how anybody can hate what you're doing. They got, I mean, unless they're just. People are bored. Well, I guess, but it's so innocent and fun and they silly. They just hate I don't seeing under... people be happy, I guess. I Maybe don't know. that's it. All right, but, but just talk sexy but for yeah. a minute because people want to know because you're a very pretty girl and, and in Evil Bong, you do show your beautiful boobies. They fly <gasps> they out. Do. They do. And But all for comedy and all in for good sure. taste and for all sure. very silly. So so what is the only case? Oh, <laughs> only fans. Fans only. Fans only. only. Fans. I'm yes. I'm sure what a dork. Okay. No, no. It's great. I love it. It's very endearing. How does that work? So OnlyFans is a website where anybody can make an OnlyFans. And what you basically do is you make content Mm -hmm. and you offer it to your fans. And it's very much so up to you. Like you get to decide what the price range is, how often you want to post on it. Like there's no like minimum requirement. And there's a lot of girls that are making, well, girls and guys that are making tons Tons of money money. off of it. So so just so I get it, it's kind of like our streaming site. Yeah. I guess, but you set a price, and mm-hmm. but is it like one fan or many fan? I mean, give Anyone. me an idea of what a program would be. Hey, here are my boobies. I don't know. Explain it to me um, so I get it in my brand. So or I a, guess it a, depends a video. On, yeah, it depends on like what you're selling. So like for me, my page is free right now. Y'all better go grab it while it's free because yeah, it's that. not going to be forever. Promote, please promote, promote. This <laughs> it's is a, called Taylor's Diary. So Taylor's Diary. Yeah. So you go to Taylor's Diary and then mm-hmm. you, there you are and it's free. Yeah. But now how do you specifically create a video that then people have to pay for? So like I'll just sit and film a video on my phone and then you can just upload it to the site and you can pick like if you want it to be like $50 or $100 and you really? get to decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it's $100. Okay. Exp- then there's a lot of action. A lot of action. <laughs> if it's $100 for a 10-minute video, it's a good one. But so, But basically it's sort of like a Playboy thing yeah it's, it's nudity but it's so much uh, more than than of. like playboy or hustler or any of those sites because you're talking to the talent 
you get to know the person. Oh, the per- the single person. Yeah. So it's it's oh, not like you it's not like how... you're going through Playboy. You're you get to talk to. Okay. The so person. you say I'm. Explain how this works. Let, yeah. let, let's say there's someone who's never heard of this who's from the last century, like mm-hmm. me. Okay, no, that's not true. <laughs> oh but God. I've never heard of this. Okay, so you go <laughs> to your your site. You go on the website, you, you like click join, and then you okay. can like send them a message. You okay, can be so, like, that, hey. so I'm already, uh, I'm on your yeah. channel, let's just say, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to, what is it called? Page, website. I'm on your page, yeah. I, and I send you a message. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be silly, but not that silly. Okay. Go for it. Hey, um, Dare I? I really want to see your boobies. Yeah. I mean, can I say that? That's yeah, not against the course. law. All right. It's and, not against the law. <laughs> and and well, I'm just asking, or the whatever the uh, the OnlyFans law. Yeah. And and then you say that's fine. Send me a hundred dollars. Yeah. How it works. Yeah. I mean, essentially, like it's more like. Like I get a lot of people that are like, oh, I saw the the preview of like Evil Bong, and like oh, okay. I saw that there might be some, you know, you might be taking your top off. Like, can I see you fully nude here? And right. I and do. This is nude one art. person asking this. Oh, I've had multiple. multiple no, no, people. but I mean, if one person asks that, so much, yeah. can someone else pay the same money and see the same thing, or is that a one-on-one trend? Really? I mean, like if if I decided to sell it like to multiple people, then yeah. But like a lot of my interactions are like one-on-one. So like I spend anywhere from like six to seven hours a day like DMing people back. Whoa. It's a lot. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Well, I have over like 50,000 fans on there right now. So there's a lot of people that message me daily and want to buy stuff or just want to chit chat with me. So I spend a lot of my time in front of a screen, which is amazing. So I I mean, I'm fascinated. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm pretty knowledgeable, generally speaking, but this thing, this (laughs) thing, this is not you know, I'm my field of expertise. So, so, and I guess yeah. I could go on there and figure it out. So somebody. It's is, easier to is, talk is, to is, a pretty girl about it. Yes, I get it. <laughs> thank you. Well, and also for people who don't know either, not yeah. everyone here is uh, that knowledgeable or maybe mm-hmm. they are. I'm like the one guy who doesn't understand any of this, but we'll right. find out. Well, the I, I'm going to go back. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And by the way, comments, uh, info at fullmoonfeatures.com. You know, we want to know what you guys think. How can yeah. we improve this? I mean, this is an ongoing thing and this is our first Tell them to bring me back. <laughs> this is our first, no, you're coming back. After this, a couple is, this is our first episode, and we'll learn a lot and know better mm-hmm. how to do this. And what's interesting is we're splitting this into the audio side and to the visual side, which few right. people do. So, anyway, do you, I hope you guys like the the collage that's behind us. Now, when we're shooting this now, of course, we're on a green screen. Right. But when you see it, you will see this beautiful collage <laughs> of all of Dare's uh, images and things that she Pick is going to send Pick which one's us. your favorite. Yeah, yeah, do all that stuff. All right, I'm going to go back to yeah. OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I've, I'm on your page, right. okay? And I'm, I'm going to go back to the simple thing where mm-hmm. I write to you, and you actually get these messages individually. Yeah. I write to say, and I'm just going to go back to boobies because it's all I can think that's about. That's totally so, fine. <laughs> that's all I can think about. So, Dare, um, I'd really like to see your boobies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now then, how do you respond? Then I respond saying, like, would you like a video or pictures? Okay. And I say, well, we're going to make this in. Okay. Mm. I, I say, oh, I, I really want a video. Okay. Ooh, you want a video? Do you yeah. want, like, a slow-mo video? Or do you want <laughs> Do you want me to, like, rub lotion on my boobs? Like, what do you? Oh, my God. Yeah, so I, I want cater. The, I, I want, cater. I want slow-mo. I want lotion. I all want, of it. I want, like, all of it. Okay, then it would definitely be, like, $100 if it was okay. going to be that much so stuff. So then, then I can send you. <laughs> yes. So this is the best moment ever of this whole interview. Yeah. Wait, wait. So then I, I, I can send you 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then you do you send then, me the video. Or what's even better is that like on most sites you have to pay first or like you have to hope that they're going to send you the video, oh, right? Okay. But on 
OnlyFans, you can like, like I can send you the video and it will be locked till you pay for it. So that way there's no guesswork with okay. it. It's like there's But would some... you even make that video until you get paid? Why would well, you? Well, that's what I mean. That like I would make the video. Now you got all that video. cream on you and you got yeah, all, the whole yeah. thing. I mean like, but if for some reason you decide not to buy it, if it's not like a personalized one for you, right. I could sell it to anybody else I and do see. the same thing. I see. But, Unbelievable. Yeah. It's actually very cool because it makes it very kind of unique and, and okay now okay, so I get that thing. It's now very now you've got that video. Yeah. Will the dude, let's just say I'm the dude who paid a hundred dollars to see yeah. you, the boobies and the cream or whatever. <laughs> will 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 you then put that video up and say, Hey, this is available for anybody who wants to buy it kind of? Or is it more like Depends. well I feel like you cheated on me, dear. That was my video. I paid a hundred bucks and no one else should see it. It just depends on like the content and like the I guess the relationship between the buyer. Wow. Because if it's somebody I know and that's been like a long time fan, like oh, there's some people that have known me since I was like eighteen. Which like last year. Yeah, like last year. You know? <laughs> but that's like that's a long time to like stick with a model in this industry is even a year because a lot of these buyers wow. will buy the content and just leave so the fact that somebody has been watching my content for that long then of course i'll i'll make them a bunch of like personal i just had stuff. a funny idea we should take one of our monsters yeah and, and that monster should be an only fans monster with yeah. a voice so that monster can take its it's like top off and there you go some, like cream on it's like whatever <laughs> you know just like there's, a really bizarre they probably have this already, there's a lot actually. of fetishes out there there's okay. a lot you know what's really weird is I actually know a few casting directors that have gone onto my OnlyFans really? and have been like looking for stuff too. It's it's a pretty interesting. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it, it's a very interesting um, time that we're in right now because mm -hmm. I feel like like two years ago, no one would cast an OnlyFans girl, and that's, that's even ridiculous. why when I first was on your project, I was using a different name because I that's had. That's why you confused me. Yeah, that's, that's I had a, a like a acting teacher say that like well no one's gonna hire you because you've been nude online okay tell that acting teacher here we go full of baloney because yeah. this is the world we're in now it's a different world yeah it's ridiculous it's ridiculous you know talent shines through i don't care what you've done where you've come from mm -hmm. you know you've got a great energy and talent and i don't care only fans you show your boobies who the hell cares isn't that so weird yeah but that's but... old school thinking yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. And like, I didn't know until, like, obviously, I knew in this project that I would be topless. And right. I, I had an audition for Full Moon, like months ago, like in the middle of the pandemic, actually. Really? Mm -hmm. Cody had hooked me up with an audition. And mm. I, I don't exactly remember what the movie was, but it was a scene. And maybe you'll know. It was an orgy scene where it was a girl who got kind of like passed around like an orgy. What? And that yeah. doesn't ring any bell at all. Okay, well, maybe wait, wait, it got... Or orgy scene. Yeah. Well, first of all, we only shot a few movies during the pandemic. Okay, and, and none like of the them. And they were like the Barbie and Kendra fun movies. We don't know the orgy scene. I don't... I'll have to think about that one. Yeah, keep that in the back of your mind. But um, and <laughs> at the like, time, I was working with like a different agent, right. and I told him I was like, "Hey, I this is something I'm not comfortable with. Like, I'm totally for like nudity, having like sex on camera. Like, well, mm -hmm. not full sex, but you know, for acting purposes or for right. comedy. And I didn't feel like it brought the character or myself in a positive light. So right, I politely right, right. declined. Good for you. And that agent basically told me that like, well, you're never going to work in this town then. And basically, fuck? like, tried to fire me. And I was like, uh, well, let this me ain't tell a good I'm, I'm going to talk to you. So. Anyone listening to this or watching this, yeah. this is the worst advice that I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, yeah. the, if you're talented and you work at your craft, 
you're going to break through. I mean, obviously, it takes a certain amount of luck. And it's not just like a yeah. thing. But I can't believe that you were told that. Isn't so, that crazy? Wow. And here you are. And then, like, yeah, <laughs> two weeks later, I was kind of like, if this is, like, what Hollywood is like, then I don't know that I want to do this. No, and no, luckily, no. I now have a fantastic agent. Right. I have, Good like, Cody you. in my corner. And, and Cody's awesome. Yeah. And now you're part of the Full Moon family. Now I'm part of the Full and Moon we're, family. we are making over 20 movies in the next eight months. I mean, we are, like, on a roll. Do you so want you... my new headshots, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Should I put, do you want the booby video? I'll send it to you on no, OnlyFans. No, no, I don't need the booby video. <laughs> I'm I, kidding. I got your boobies on Evil Bomb. <laughs> You have the best clips of my movies. But it's a very funny show. If people haven't seen it, they should check it out. It's on our streaming site. It's on Amazon. It's called Evil Bong 888 Infinity High. Infinity earrings for you. Oh, that's hilarious. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, I think that um, I've learned a lot. Yeah. I I, I, I now – it's called – only fans. Mm-hmm. Only I fans. I almost said there the wrong go. way. Okay, only fans. It was endearing when you said fans only. Well, because I just proves I don't know <laughs> anything about this. But it's it's interesting, and it's also, I think, amazing that you can, with your background and your experience, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly you're here, what, just a few years, right? I yeah. Mean, two? I mean, I've only lived in L.A. for, yeah, like two years. So. And what you've done, which I'm is new. amazing, is you've <laughs> created a world, mm-hmm. your world, where you're making money and you're, yeah. you're connected on all these different platforms. There's, there's really, in a, in a weird way, there's no difference what, than what you're doing as to what Full Moon is doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I mean, we're, Full Moon doesn't show its boobies. It doesn't have boobies. It's, it's, it makes movies. <laughs> right, right. But in a way, you Full know, we, we, Moon we, OnlyFans we... <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> no, no, no. Although I like the puppet idea. Subscribe that... for the ginger, the ginger dead man. Yeah, he's. He'll make an appearance he, on there. <laughs> you never, you never know. But when you think of it, we create content. Yeah. We come up with crazy ideas, and mm-hmm. we, in this world as opposed to the old world of direct-to-video and theatrical, we want people to subscribe right. to allow us to make more Keep movies. Keep doing what you're doing, That's, yeah. Th- th- there's no difference. It's just now we're making movies and you're doing things that are very personal and, and, and you know, you're know you one-on-one with your audience, yeah. whereas we are making weird movies. So I think it's um, amazing, and I want to thank you. And, and you're coming back for sure. Am I? Oh, good. How's next week? Next no, week, yeah. Give it a month, all right? <laughs> yes, Dare, of course. Thank you so much. Thank you that for was really me. awesome. All right. Watch Aww. watch oh yes. where do they find you? Let let's oh. so let's do that again. The thing over the here. Thing. Yeah. Uh the best place to find all of my content is just at thedaretaylor.com. So T H E D A R E T A Y L O R dot com. Awesome. Press a bunch of the buttons while you're there. <laughs> You'll find some fun stuff. <laughs> well done. And thank you again, Dare. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. And remember to follow Charles Band's Full Moon Freak Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. And be sure to watch our video version on Full Moon Features and Full Moon's Amazon Prime channel. If you want to get in touch to tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong, suggest a guest or anything else, email us at info at fullmoonfeatures.com. See you next time.